Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer. As always, I am the man in Washington, Michael. It belongs to the poor. And joining me is the man in the Vatican, Matt. It belongs to God. And the man in Moscow, Adrian. It belongs to everyone. And if you reject those answers, then you accept our game for the month. Bioshock. Wow. Splicers! <laughs> the like, spiritual successor to System Shock. Have any of you played Creating System Shock? No. <laughs> I played it once ages ago, and I remember liking it, but it was also very like old and hard. Yeah, it. I've seen some things like, you know, oh, this gaming, like, here's 10 gaming fun facts, and then System Shock is in it, and it's always like, wow, that is a fun fact, but I'm never playing that game because it is looks so old. Well, they're doing maybe. a remake, so uh, you have to get, we'll have to get in on that. Oh. Maybe I, I was going to say, because you guys are pushing the cult games for next year, that's definitely one of them. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, but did you know that also, I had no idea about this, did you know that there's a new Bioshock game in the works just by someone else? Oh, like, legit? When you say someone else, you mean like a third party, not some randoms doing a mod? No, so um, the the developers of this game, Irrational, is that right? Yeah, I think so. Um, so they don't have the rights anymore, the publisher does which i think is 2k i'm just yeah. pulling i'm just pulling brand names out of a hat um but basically yeah the dev doesn't own the copyright the publisher does so the publisher was like we like money <laughs> so yeah there's a new untitled bioshock game in the works interesting this one was actually um partly made by an australian studio oh yeah which was that 2K Australia, well, but to yeah, work okay. with 2K Boston on it. Oh, um, they weren't straining any. <laughs> they, they were keep, uh, keeping all the brain power for the game making, not the name making. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2K Australia, the last thing they made was Borderlands, the pre-sequel. And then they folded, and that was the end of AAA game development in Australia. And we've never heard of it since. We're doing well with indies, but uh, look, I'm happy that Aussies can put their name on this because it is, it's a modern classic, I guess yeah, is the way to say it. Yeah, it's a damn fine game. It's like, I feel like it's the first game that tried to mash genres, uh, like we've seen a lot of other games mash genres so hard, uh, but Bioshock, I feel like, was the first one to do it and do it well. Like, it was a horror. It had a bit of the survivals. It was obviously first person. It had a beekeeping minigame. I mean, <laughs> not many other first person shooters have a beekeeping minigame. It was best no minigame. So, bees! <laughs> how do we feel about it for a busy game? What kind of comments do we have in regards to that? I feel identical to how I did with Batman Arkham Asylum in the sense that it's just quick. Like, it's a very short game compared to other games, um, and it's all it's all the meat. So it's like you're quickly playing. Like, I don't know what 
I was doing the first time I tried to play this when I was young and I was getting nowhere. Uh, but this time playing it, it was like, oh, I'm already done. <laughs> I'm going to go play the uh, DLC for Bioshock Infinite now because I hadn't played that yet. <laughs> yeah, you can fly through it pretty fast, which is good. And I feel like there's the, the saving mechanic is, is good uh, for a busy gamer. So I think all around it's pretty good. Um, did anyone run into any issues? Uh, no issues on my end. I, the only issue I had was that because I didn't have internet until last Wednesday, so about like six days ago, in that time, I completed the game. <laughs> yeah, so very short. It's very it's very fast-paced. 2007 was still a good year for just like, this could be like, this could be eight hours. Like on easy, it might clock in at around like eight to ten hours. And I rushed towards the end to get it done for the episode, but I still got to like explore most of each area um, in Rapture. Mm. So I didn't feel like I was missing anything. And so it's a very, it's a very quick game. So it is a game for a busy gamer. Uh, I didn't encounter any issues in regards to, in in regards to that, like no walls there. I think the only grind I had was because uh, I'd started playing this, I think, when it became a PS Plus game. And then um, I put it on hard mode like an idiot. And then I decided to stop and come back. And the controls are very, like, they're not very modern controls. You know how we all have, uh, you know, one size fits all controls these days. Uh, this is triangle to jump. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on. We've been doing X since Crash Bandicoot. We come on. But I go to jump. Right stick to iron sight. Which instead of that's left a very old fashioned, yeah, like yeah, old fashioned that's yeah. Old. shooter. And and it makes sense. Like this is really the only game that has like reason to everything else. It's like L two is like I don't know grenade, and you're like, well, that could have they could have swapped that. Uh, whereas this, it's like, well, you've got your primary weapon, your gun, and your secondary weapon, your plasmid. I'm sure we'll get into that later. Uh, but So basically, picking this up in the middle of the game, I think I was right before the apiary. Um, and I was like, I don't know how to do anything. I don't know how to tie my shoelaces. Uh, and so because when I play a game for the pod, I'm like, easy. Uh, like uh, it's, I got no time to grind. Easy mode, and then it was like, oh, this is this is fantastic. <laughs> this is ah, oh, finished the game. So, how do we want to rate it then for a, a busy gamer? Because I think we've all got positive things to say. Yeah, it's definitely for a busy gamer. Like that's, I feel like anyone who would say, "I've got no time to grind," it's like, no, 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 you've not played this right. Put it on easy is what I'm saying. Yeah, is... I think it's definitely one of those games where if you want the challenge, it's there. But yeah. if if you find even normal, like tough, easy is the way to go. You never have to think about like resources, um, and it just you just cruise through it. I don't remember having much difficulty at all on easy mode because I think that's the main thing that you bring up is the resources, like. If it was like The Last of Us 2, because The Last of Us 2 had like, oh, how hard do you want combat? How hard do you want stealth? How hard do you want uh, resource gathering? 
Uh, and it's like, I think that's the big thing. It's like, I could probably take on a big daddy on hard if I had the ammo, you know? Had everything uh, going for me, yeah. Yeah, whereas I don't have enough Eve, I don't have enough, like, I just don't have the arsenal to take him down. I have the skill, but not the arsenal. That's fine. That's an aspect. It's just like, it would be good to have that because that was my exact thinking in um in the Bioshock Infinite. I know it's technically not the same game, but it's look, it's the same place. You know, it's Rapture. Uh, where I was like, oh, I want to try harder difficulty because I did Bioshock. And it was just like, again, I've got the skill, but I've got no ammo. I can't do it because I have no ammo. Uh, and especially Bioshock Infinite does not have the most beautiful wrench. That wrench, <laughs> goddamn, the crowbar from Half-Life 2 and Half-Life 1 is like sweating bullets right now. Like, that wrench has got my number, man, because that's a good wrench. That's a good-looking wrench. <laughs> but what about, like, so you guys agree or am i like am i just crazy passionate about this game no i definitely agree it, like it's we've done a lot of them i feel like we've done a lot of them well we, we have done a lot of recent because we chose to do some of the best games of all time but it's it's got to be in your like top 100 games to play before you die i think it's it's got a lot to say and it's got an interesting premise and an interesting uh twist well, I think because a lot of people like me, I knew the twist because it's very, um, it's a very public twist, a very public spoiler. People have been throwing around. I'm obviously not just going to drop it on you right now if you're listening, but if you know it, if you know the twist, and you're like, well, I know the twist. Why do I want to play? I feel like it's just so different actually playing through the twist, and then also, I assumed the whole time that the twist was at the end. Now, I'm not going to tell you when it was, except that it's not at the very end. Yeah. So when I got there, I was like, oh, I'm done. And then it, like, the game, like, some could argue that the game only opens up after that. Because, yeah, like, it is is good. (laughs) I think um, even if you know, playing through is good anyway, because you'll... It's one of those things where you're re-watching and replaying. Uh, with the knowledge you now have, m- makes for a different uh, sort of feel as you're playing through. And in this, it's definitely a good one. So it's a it's a yes for me. It's you gotta. It's definitely a game for a busy gamer. Though, I would I would say this with it. There's one thing to come to keep in mind, and that is that it is a game from. 2007 and so initially it will feel like it will feel clunky um but you can if you just sort of push through that you'll get over that within an hour or two and once you're into the rhythm then you will sort of forget about it but now being 13 years old it feels immediately clunky and i'll dive into that more beyond this part because our busy gamers if you need to finish here just know that it is a game for you all right well if you're a busy gamer you may take your leave uh if you like the game want to hear more about it i'm sure we'll get into spoilers maybe later on 
But for now, hey, Matt, uh, can I hack you? Welcome to the Circus of Values! What a great line that never got annoying. It it was terrifying (laughs) the whole way through. And even the music, the gene splicing thing has the same music and you just walk in and you hear the music, terrifying. We're not supposed to be talking about the game anymore because we're supposed to be talking about the inventory management. Uh, So, our next game is Dragon Age Origins, which, so, we've had a nice grind free two months with batman and bioshock uh and michael can you confirm that we have a lot of grinding ahead of us look i don't remember there being a lot of grind but you've got like a we've got a huge game coming up i don't actually expect any of us to finish are you challenging me right now? <laughs> All right, hold on. Well, How long to beat.com. Let's go. <laughs> well, you won't be able to finish. You won't be able to finish everything. You could mainline no. the story, but you can't finish no. everything because that's where the grind is. Dragon Age. We're talking a big, beefy RPG. Dragon Age Origins, just the base game, 40 hours. Maybe <sighs> extras, 60. Yeah, Completionist, that's... <laughs> 87. Oh god! Yeah, um, I have played it. I think this year, even maybe maybe late last year. So uh, I'll probably remember most of the end because I think it's one of those games where there's heaps of starting points, but then by the time you get to the end, it's all homogenized a bit. Well, check in with us uh, between now and next episode. We'll have an extra episode, and we'll see how we're going. Uh, I'm hoping that it's a game. <laughs> That I can play alongside another game. Maybe in a game like an AFK. Like maybe a, a, a RuneScape-like game. Yeah, it'll be Am interesting to see how it fits in. Because I feel like it's a game that just demands your attention. So it'll be interesting to see how it fits in as a as a busy For, gamer. Yeah. Uh, but make sure to subscribe to us so that you're here for that. And if the extra sode... Uh, if you have any feedback, of course, the best way is to rate us five stars. Duh. I'm going to read that review. I'm going to cry while reading that review. Uh, but otherwise, you can find us on Facebook at No Time to Grind Podcast. Uh, and yeah, make sure we still haven't heard quite enough about whether or not we should be doing bad games or cult <laughs> like Cult classics, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, just cultist games. I want to play a game where I actually summon uh, the devil. There's Cult Simulator if you want to simulate what it's like to be in a cult. Or, like, I think it's Cult Tycoon or something. And it's like We a... play enough Dungeons & Dragons. I'm pretty <laughs> sure in the eyes of God we are enough of a cult. <laughs> well, um, let us know what you want to see from us next year because it's all still up in the air. And then this is the part, because I'm the Circus of Valley and you said the hack thing, so the pipe, it, it was too fast. And now you've got, what? what is that? Who who hacks with pipes? Uh, Rapture does, because it's all about that water. It's all about water. I love that <laughs> minigame, by the way. as well. <clears throat> I think that's the, I was trying to remember, because I played through recently and I played through 1, 2 and Infinite. I think 1 had the best hacking minigame. Like, it's easy enough. I mean, at least on easy. I don't know if it changed then. But it uh, 
it was easy enough that I didn't have to think too hard, but by the end it was like starting to get sped up and I was like, oh. So like it, ra- it ramped up pretty well, but it's good. And uh, Rapture as the name of the city, sick. That's the sickest name for a town, for a city ever. It's a, it's a terrible like precursor name though, isn't it? You're just yeah. like yes. you're predicting the end of it all. Yeah, it's not exactly and it doesn't quite match because everything else is like kind of greek you know like you've got hephaestus and you've got uh neptune uh, or poseidon's plaza yeah poseidon's plaza atlas thank you i don't know why my brain or or my brain was just going his real name which i'm not sure if we're into spoilers yet (laughs) Um, maybe maybe wait a little bit uh so yeah that we've got all you know this kind of Roman or Greek, and then just Adam and Eve and Rapture. And if Ryan is so against religion, like Rapture is a religious concept. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was trying to be like ironic, like our our existence is the rapture of mankind or something. Get it? Because we're going to kill all the common folk because they're not brain. They got them smooth brain. This is 60s woke. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah what humanity and rights disgusting i just want to poke people with items and syringes it's basically just the like creepy pasta that you hear about um uh i'm trying to think of the american one uh it's a song. <laughs> anyway uh like all those nazi experiments that you heard about oh yeah um uh, Ultra, MK Ultra and stuff like that. That's the one. Thank you. That's the uh, American one, supposedly. It's like all of that just constantly. And it's like, this, you guys really think this is a good idea? Like, It's an interesting, like, uh, philosophical exploration. Like, the existence of rapture as a concept of being like, what if you had a culture, a city, where there wasn't really a government, there wasn't uh, a code of ethics for doctors and scientists. Like, what would happen? And it seems like the answer is... Rapture. Uh, <laughs> like, it's like you a- get great development, like they have amazing technology, but you have, like, the collapse of the society. I got so obsessed... Uh, but I guess that you was know, trying to figure out yeah. if we could, that we didn't ask if we should. I don't, I don't know. It's I think that's it's supposed to be like the like it would have worked if it wasn't for mankind. Shakes fist at the sky, like yeah, that was kind of the thing they're going for. Where it's uh, the evil of man now. was what made it not work. But in, in a terms way, of... sorry. In a way, it would have worked if Ryan had actually um, established a government. But he's so opposed to the idea. His own creation was always going to fail because if everyone has free will and can do whatever they want, then there's no, there's like no common goals. There's no forward momentum. Even if he did these horrible things, like creating children 
they go around collecting uh, like a new gene that people can use to mutate. Even if you did all those terrible things, if you establish an actual government to keep people in line, then it wouldn't have necessarily fallen apart in the way that it did. But instead, he's happy for people to like resist it. He just gets angry at them for resisting it. Yeah, he, he becomes what he he becomes what he never liked. Uh, but I, I like it's interesting because like would it have the whole thing was supposed to be no government, no rules really. You can do what you want for the for the sake of science and progression, and it got them further ahead. But would having a government have helped, or would it have it have it stalled progression? Well, I think it because his big thing at the start is um, it, it seems more about money than anything, where he's saying like, "Oh, you, your hard work, who does it belong to?" Um, and then it goes through like, "Oh, taxes, the government." Um, uh, the Vatican it belongs to God. You know, give us your money, uh, and then communism, etc. So it's just really—is it all just money, or is it like surely you can just still have your hard work be realized? Like surely you don't have to go crazy with everything else. You can just be like, yeah, you're allowed to do whatever, uh, and you're allowed to. Like, we will give you all of, you know, everything you need to perform these monstrosities, but you still must pay your tax, and you still are not allowed to kill, unless it's for art and science. Otherwise, murder for the sake of passion, not allowed. Murder for science is and art is fine, but not for yeah. fun. Not exactly. Like, oh, some guy sleeps with your wife, you can't kill him. That's just regular murder. Turn now, it into an art piece, Sandy Colin hires you. But now you're adding rules to it, and that's basically a form of government, right? Well, there's rules because they knew before, like, there were rules beforehand. It's just things got real crazy, uh, real fast. Most of his rules seem to be based around kind of external influence. So it definitely is all about money. It's like if capitalism ran a country in totality. <clears throat> Rapture is like more of his business and everyone is like customer. And so he hates Fontaine the most because he's a smuggler. He gets he brings in illegal goods. You don't then have to buy from yeah. from Ryan. Like that's his biggest gripes. And so there's security. There's like there's not police. So it's more about protecting assets than protecting people. It's just like, yeah, hyper capitalism. And so he's going like, you can do whatever you want. You can make something of yourself. Uh, like kind of if you're smart enough, if you're savvy enough, probably knowing that most people are not, he doesn't like the whole thing is about like your free will and who's a slave. And and ultimately, he's he's kind of a, by the end resigned to like I think kind of everyone's a slave. Yeah, like he's you know? a slave to his own doctrine, kind of thing. He's a slave to his doctrine. The people in Rapture 
became like literally guinea pigs. Um, so they became slaves. And the, the last person who refused to be a slave was Fontaine. And that drove Ryan like mad. I, I don't know if uh, necessarily insane mad, but he was definitely angry. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, no, I, well, I he think, is quite insane. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'm just being okay. Like, what kind of point are you trying to prove when you're like, fine, I'll kill everybody except me, and it's like, then you're gonna die because you're trapped here under the ocean by yourself. What, like, what's the, what's the plan? Like, I understand it in the uh, moment that heated moment between uh, Jack, your Jack, right? That's your name? Yeah, I think so. Um, between Jack and Ryan. Uh, like, I understand that heated thing, but it's like he did so many things that he's like, I'm just going to make this uh, city my tomb, you know? What are you doing? <laughs> you could leave. You're, f- you're not a splicer. Like, you've got, just go. Just leave. You'll be fine. You've got. You can have superpowers and leave. It's easy. One of the major spoilers, if uh, if you've enjoyed this theological discussion so far, one of the major <laughs> spoilers is that the character you are, Jack, uh, turns out to be, I think, about f- three years old, four years old. I heard two, but yeah, like you're basically they figured out how to. Uh, age quickly, like in, mature quickly. Yeah, rapidly age someone. You've then had implanted memories and you've returned to Rapture at the request of Fontaine in order to stop your kind of, your like dad uh, in Ryan. Yeah. The I most think... interesting thing about that, I find, is actually the the meta of it rather than the story of it. In that you as the player are a slave. The whole would you kindly thing, and that's his code word to make him do things. Uh, I like it better from the outside perspective of going, you know how in games you do things for all the characters? And it's normally because they're like polite to you. And you're happy to go along with it. And yeah. then they tie it in and it's like, oh, it's because you actually can't deny it. And it's true. That it's like you as the player of the slave. I didn't, like, in terms of Jack's story, it's, uh, like, I don't really understand sort of, like, his, like him as a character. Because it's, I think it's more about you as a player. He's a little bit unimportant. Um, I, like... It actually brings me to a thing that I was thinking about. So after you have basically uh, had your mind control removed, they should have dropped the glowing, uh, like, because objects that you can interact with glow, like they're always the story important ones, and then you have the arrow pointing you to where to to go. After you get rid of the mind control, the game should have got rid of that. And it's like that was your mind control. Like you were doing exactly what you were told because... You, you had mind control and then like I think it would have been a good opportunity to hammer in that point like the mind control is gone you got to figure it out like it's no longer your like it is now your own volition you've got to figure it out um well the thing is does it get freed at the end yeah exactly because that's the thing as well even though you have free will quote unquote there is two endings and there's only two endings and I think that's the whole 
Um, like, that's also what Bioshock Infinite was trying to do with, like, oh, look at all these uh, splitting uh, narratives. You make this decision and the game is different. And then the ending is always the same. <laughs> like uh, Infinite universes, but the ending's always the same. Yeah, constants and variables. Um, but it was just, like... I don't know. I, I think... Like, I'm just thinking, could they have made a bigger point uh, by really, like, showing that? Or have they made the perfect point by doing what they did? I still feel like they could have gone into that whole thing a little more. Like, the would you you kindly is the, like, a little more of the meta stuff that shows up if you do a second place and you go, oh, right, I was forced to do that, you know? Because yeah. it, it, it mostly is just the Would You Kindly's, which have we explained that yet? Well, so, yeah, that's the biggest plot twist. I've known it for ages. And it is, yeah, that's your your brainwashed. That's your activation phrase, Would You Kindly. And then you must obey whatever they tell you to do. And, uh, yeah, like, so playing through again is, like, cool because you there's a point where, like, Atlas is, like, would you kindly put your weapons away? And you're like, as a gamer, you're just like, oh, cool. I'm just doing like a scripted weapons down. I'm watching a cutscene segment. But then it's like, oh, no, he put it down. Not like because he was told to. Yeah. Like they worked the existence of the, like the factor in a game into it. And I wouldn't mind them like retreading that. Like if they could try that again i wouldn't mind them doing it again like if you got to the thing like you know act two in the new bioshock game and they were like it was all about control and i would still be like oh yeah this is bioshock man sick like it i think it's just really um because that's the thing i knew the twist so in my first playthrough like i still like i'm hearing it every time he says it i'm like hey hey I have no choice. What else throughout the game? What other comments do we have? We've got notes here for Did You Dance for Cohen? Yes. So uh, Did You Dance for Cohen when um, he sicked his uh, when he sicked his dances on you, I guess. Did you dance for him? Uh, and by dance, is that fight the <laughs> dances? Uh, no, I can't remember what it was on. It could have been an, on Did You Know Gaming, but um, apparently people would strike as like hit the enemies or shoot the enemies on the beat of the music. Oh, okay. uh, I didn't do that, but I uh, pirouetted, uh, and this is before knowing that like people did this. I was pirouetting. I was jumping. I was jumping up and striking them, not necessarily to the beat, but you were putting in your best effort to dance. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't know. And it's like afterwards, I was like, he played me, like he played not Jack, he played me because I was like, oh, there's mute, like classical music. I'm gonna like have fun with this, because uh, that's right. In that segment, I'm pretty sure they're all have technically like no HP, like they go down in one shot. No matter what. Okay. Uh, and so that's, yeah, like, people just start 
shooting, not on the beat, but on the tempo, I guess, with the music. With that scene, right? You finish it, and I don't, don't know how it actually plays out, but then he says, he says, leave, right? And then he walks over to his, like, case with something in it, and he's like, don't touch anything else, just go. What did you guys do? Did you just leave or did you try and like take him on? Um, uh, I killed him before he even got to the bottom of the stairs. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just like, it's a guy. It's an enemy. Time to kill him. Fair. Okay. Did he then not unlock one of the cases for you? Yeah. So I missed out on one of the cases. Yeah. I got the other one because I think he dropped a key. Yeah. But I one of the other cases was locked and I was like, oh, I guess I, mi- I guess I missed something somewhere. Oh, well, I'm going to keep going. And then I, like, found out that it wasn't inherently a boss battle. <laughs> In my defense, he just sicked a whole bunch of people that I dance killed with. So I assumed he wanted to dance kill me, you know? So... That's his fault. He should have made his intentions clear. Wow. I can't believe that I, I we had free will here. Look at that. You got you. I did something you guys didn't. Oh, it's crazy, crazy little world. How'd you feel about how? Do, how I like the idea. The plasmids work out pretty well. How do you feel about the whole like plasmids and Eve? Because it is a little confusing. I think I feel where it's like plasmids and then there's Eve and then there's Adam and the girls collect Adam and they so store I- it inside. Yeah, so Adam and Eve were the first two people God made. Uh, wow. Okay, so let me get out of my Bible. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, it made sense to me, like, not hearing about it, like, yeah, it got confusing, but playing it, it made sense. Adam is, like, your skill tree points, but Eve is just your ammo. Okay. And that was, like, once I figured that out, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but plasmids, hmm, I'll... It's just wrench and electricity. That's it. I don't think I ever moved away from that <laughs> until... No, I think uh, after Hephaestus, I did have to outgrow the old uh, one-two punch, but it got me through so much of the game. Just electricity, wrench. I spec myself in the end to basically be like a pure wrench user. Yeah. Like my wrench Maybe could freeze like... people, and yes. <laughs> and I had like bloodlust, so I would heal from fighting with the wrench. Okay, so I, I take I... <laughs> I take back the free will thing because you and I had the exact same build. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just too good to pass up. And I want to point this out: I don't like the gunplay. The oh. the guns handle pretty bad. By modern standards, yeah, okay. like it's completely fine and playable, um, but they got like most of them have like no weight to them, and the aiming is really kind of inaccurate. And the game sort of even like helps you with a bit of like an auto aim, um, and yeah, it's just I would hate to play on hard because it it the gunplay is clunky. Plasmids work great, um, and like if you're running with like shotgun that's fine but yeah it just it just felt wrong it didn't i felt like it was trying to be like doom but the gunplay of doom is way better yeah it's probably trying to go for that that era of like fast-paced shooter 
But I feel like I needed more stealth elements, honestly. It could have done with a little bit of, like, at least set up the little set pieces. Like, you know, you enter a new area and there's they're wandering around. Could have done with, like, more of, like, set it up so you can try and stealth it. And then if all fails, shooty, shooty. Well, yeah, I had one uh, upgrade that was, like, oh, you your wrench is stronger against people who don't, like, see you. But even on easy, it's, like, I would crouch, get as close as I could, and then they'd be, like, there's an interloper in my gerbils and start shooting me. That's that's my impression of a crazy splicer. Yeah, why were you in people's gerbils? <laughs> no, that's what they say because they're insane. Oh, but why why were you in their gerbils? Uh, I don't know, man. They're asking me why the paint's starting to glow. I just shoot them. I just sick my bees on them and ask questions later as proven with colon <laughs> god those bees get got me in a lot of uh big daddy tussles though i like <laughs> there's so many like no just leave him alone i don't need he doesn't even have a little sister i don't need okay all right now i'm fighting a big daddy as well thanks thanks game uh which i understand because it's like a area of effect but uh they probably, like, as much as I like them, I think because I'm allergic to bees, there was a bit of, like, part of me that I was like, yeah, we're finally teaming up. Yeah. <laughs> Enemies uh, working together. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so how do you guys find big daddies? Uh, I mean, on easy, it was like nothing. and They weren't scary, but hard. Uh, I'm really questioning if I want to bother with it. Yeah. Like I think, I think normal. From what I played of normal, normal had it correct, uh, but easy. It was like, wow, I can't believe I just beat a big daddy so easy. And then it was, ah, oh, I'm not gonna bother changing from my wrench. I'm just gonna keep hitting it. <laughs> like that was the end game when I had all the health upgrades. Just I'll oh, keep hitting him. He'll go down eventually. I feel it would have padded out one of the later sections of the game, though. If you were playing on hard, there's a part where you have to find, um, and the game even says, like, I recommend you go and find some already dead big daddies um, because you have to basically go around and take, like, a circuit from their suit from killing them. Mm. Yeah. And from what I could find, I don't think there were three dead ones. I reckon there was only one dead one, and so you did at least have to kill two. And if you were on hard, that would really, like push that out yeah make that super tense that's i guess the thing how tense do you want this game to be because even on easy early on it's so atmospheric and tense it's that like the scares are not really scares but you're just under so much like pressure yeah i feel like it's very impressive jack that up yeah i think starting off you're like oh scary like it's so dark and everything but I, th- I feel like once you, like, start to normalise the world and once you start to, like, you-, you just come to terms, you know, like, you got crazy people going around, whatever, you know, like, there's some big hulking behemoths that uh, dive a suit men and when those become just matter of fact, it's like this the fear is gone. Like, I could replay this and feel zero of the fear that I did my first playthrough because it's all like, yep, this is it. This is the world. 
these are the slums of the water. I, you know, I've got to make my way. Yeah, it doing only whatever people tell me to do. It really only tries to be scary for the first like introduction when you get with the bathosphere and then and then there's like the the splicer climbing around. But it very quickly, I think, gives that up and just goes for something else. Welcome to the circus of values. Yeah. So, as we come towards the end, what do we give this for our our No Time to Grind ratings? I think this is definitely Make Time to Grind. This is a must-play. Like you said, it's in the top 100. Like, you know, we went, oh, you know, um, pick our best games of all time, and I was going to pick Bioshock Infinite, but then I went, oh, Bioshock, because I hadn't finished that before, and I'm glad I... Went with Bioshock 1 because it's brilliant. Excellent choice, yes. I'll have to give it a make time to grind as well. Like I already said, yeah, gotta play it. It's just required gaming if you're, if you like to, you know, get into the history and the, into the what's good in games and what, what, what set the standard for years to come. This is definitely a make time to grind because. You can get through it so so comfortably, and you do yourself do yourself a favor and get like this world into your brain. Like, if you haven't experienced Rapture, you're going to put this one ahead of Bioshock Two. Uh, that one I've heard has like nicer gameplay, but is not as good a game because it doesn't have the story, doesn't have the world building. But it handles better because it was a bit newer and they improved upon the system. So you're going to take this one over that. It's a make time to grind. However, I still think I prefer Bioshock Infinite, which is a bit controversial. No, I don't think that's controversial. I think I kind of, now that I've done this and now that I've played the DLC of Burial at Sea, uh, much like how we were saying last episode, how Batman, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City are almost like they are almost one unit. You play both and they are both, uh, you know, make time to grind. I kind of feel like that's the same with this. You play Bioshock, you play Bioshock Infinite, then you play Burial at Sea, and then once you're done with Burial at Sea, you're like, crap, now I need to play Bioshock again because it's a, it's almost a perfect uh, loop. Yeah. Um, so, I don't, I don't know. Do we have... I'm not saying it is. I don't feel as strongly this time. But I'm just throwing this out there. I'm just throwing the spaghetti on the wall. Do we have another Busy Boy certified game here? Is that what we've got? I mean, it's pretty close. What? Why? Tell the people why we give that award out. Well, I think that award is basically it's when a game that is like... So we've had perfect games that I don't think are perfect busy games such as ocarina of time like i think that is a brilliant game but i have some uh inconveniences with it that make it not a perfect game for a busy gamer for example maybe hypothetically that's just a hypothetical i don't dislike ocarina of time everybody loves ocarina of time please don't throw tomatoes at me uh but it's not necessarily all final fantasy 7 there we go. That's a way better example. That's a brilliant game, but no one can look me in the eye and say, oh, yeah, that's a game for a busy gamer. <laughs> uh, 
Whereas I find this is like where it's you've got a brilliant game, and then it's it it matches that level for a busy gamer. And so I I think I think normally it was like once all three of us turn our key on make time to grind, which we have, it it is then open to being chosen like a alien toy in Toy Story, the claw. Yeah, well in that case, yeah, I definitely agree. I think it gets the award. And and then for my money, like my extra, my personal asterisks, and then play Infinite and <laughs> Burial at Sea as well. If you've got it from PS Plus, do it. Like you're being silly if you don't. I I personally do also recommend to it, at least just once because I love playing that and simply uh, building full melee like you guys seem to did in this one. You just maximize your drill. You play as a big daddy, by the way, in number two. You just maximize your drill and then just mow people down. Just stand there and drill them. It's great. Yeah, I think because some games are like, oh, you want more, you know, like you want this but more. Whereas I feel like Bioshock 2, from what very little I have played, it's it's like, you want to be a big daddy? Like, yes, sign me up. Where do I go? Oh, wait, <laughs> being a big daddy is horrible. Why did I agree yeah. to this? <laughs> they told me it was bad, but I did it anyway. I just wanted the cool drill. Oh. All right, well, there's our thoughts on Bioshock, the classic. Let us know your thoughts. Reviews are a great way to do it. We also have a Facebook page. It's just search for No Time to Grind. We're pretty unique. If you chuck No Time to Grind podcast, like that is... I'm surprised how well we're searchable. Like, no time to grind, you get some weird stuff that Google doesn't know what to do with. But chuck in podcast, and you've got us. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for listening, everyone. My name's been Adrian. I've been Matthew. And I've been Michael. Would you kindly subscribe? Yes, that's better. Was that... that, I feel like I lost it at subscribe. Do Do it again. Do it again. Would you kindly subscribe? Beautiful. Just how Fontaine wanted it. What's his real accent? Because <laughs> he's supposed to be putting on the accent as Atlas, right? My name's but Fontaine, man. Hey. Yeah, it's saying. like, what is that? <laughs> do the Irish. Was, yeah, do the Irish again. Come on. <laughs>